How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject, where essentially I want to talk about two different things, kind of related in a sense, but not really. But I, I just... <laughs> I just got done reading an article how there's such a shortage on rental cars because everything's kind of opening back up, especially with people getting vaccinated and everything of that nature, that um, there are people now, uh, it's nearly impossible to get a rental car in most uh, popular destinations for people to travel to, especially during the summer, that people are now renting U-Hauls uh, <laughs> as as rental cars which is <laughs> out of hawaii i saw it out of hawaii and i mean first i mean wow super impressed as to some people's level of creativity but secondly that is super risky it's super dangerous and not feel efficient at all but i guess if you're in hawaii you're not really traveling too much but still, I'm just imagining someone. Dr- <laughs> They're staying at a fancy hotel, and they they couldn't get a rental car anywhere, and and they pull up to valet. <laughs> they pull up in a U-Haul truck, and uh, just the the idea is just insanity. I don't know what's going on in the world right now. I mean, I do know COVID has like impacted so much of the world and production and everything of that nature. But it kind of hasn't as well. I think what happened was that there was just a ramp down in production because people or companies and manufacturers thought that there wasn't going to be a high demand for purchasing or renting or whatever the case might be. Um, And so they've essentially artificially restricted the supply. And by doing so, um, they haven't really prepared themselves for a ramp up in production and by doing so in the in the recent times, you're seeing a shortage on everything. I mean, we I, I did a podcast not too long ago, th- just this past week, about the housing shortage, essentially investment firms buying up all the housing supplies. Um and now you have like um prost like uh, transistors and 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 uh, microchips that are in shortage that are necessary for everyday goods like your computers cars anything that's smart that has a brain in it um all that stuff is becoming that much more expensive because there's such a shortage on processors and 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 transistors and everything of that nature to now rental cars and i mean I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like rich people hoarding up a lot of resources and they're not willing to give it up. But by doing what they're doing essentially is it's driving up the cost for all of these goods. It's just kind of making it worse for your everyday person that's just kind of needing they need this stuff to get by. Like they need to get a you like a, I'm imagining now that since U-Hauls are being rented there's going to be such a shortage for U-Hauls that it's going to be nearly impossible for people to move. <laughs> oh, man, this world is is going nuts. And it's going to be like this for like the next few months, I feel like, until like rental car companies. It's going to be like this throughout the summer. What am I talking about? The whole summer is going to be just insanity. And it's probably going to be like that for airlines as well soon. Like it's going to be impossible to fly. And 
I'm just glad I'm not a contributor or someone that's even having to entertain any of these things. It sucks, though, because my family is actually coming in. Uh, they finally got fully vaccinated, and they're flying in um, midway through May, actually, to see their granddaughter that they haven't seen in, I mean, since she was born, essentially. So it's been uh, quite a while. And they're going to be staying with us. Uh, this is, like, the first time they've ever stayed with us, and uh, that's going to be super, head, like, stressful and making sure that we have everything ready for them but on top of that uh we want to do like we want to take like family trips and i know uh we're gonna need like an extra vehicle like a rental because i can't fit them all in my car and i don't own multiple cars there's absolutely no need for that this is like one of the very few times i wish i did own multiple cars but we just don't we have literally no demand or necessity for it but um I don't even know how my family is going to do with rentals. <laughs> it's going to be insane. I actually need to have this conversation with them tomorrow. I need to tell them like, hey, uh, mom, dad, you guys need to mentally prepare yourselves because rentals are going to be pretty expensive. Like all that money you saved on not paying for a hotel is going to go towards a rental, dude. It's so insane. Um. So yeah, I wanted to talk about that and on on the subject of hoarding and vaccines and everything opening up, uh, another thing I want to talk about is essentially the United States of America. Uh, they have been doing a phenomenal job vaccinating its um, its citizens and people that live here. And I don't even know, I think it's like somewhere like 190 million people have been, uh, or 190 million plus vaccine dosages have been given out already. In America, so nearly half of all U.S. adults have been vaccinated um, to some degree, and it's projected by June, early July, that almost every U.S. adult will be vaccinated as well. I do start to, uh, I think the trend's going to start to slow down a little bit, just because there's a lot of people that are vaccine deniers, you know, or or they have their own reasons for why they they don't want to get the vaccine. And so I think it's going to start to slow down a little bit as we get closer to July. So I don't think the full population of adults are going to be vaccinated until sometime early fall, hopefully. But um, the United States has been making sure that they have enough supply to vaccinate all Americans. But they're also buying up more supply uh, because there's this idea that essentially people that have already been vaccinated are going to need boosters. And they're going to need to get like a yearly booster done. And so the U.S. has been kind of like buying up those supplies from these pharmaceutical companies as well. But by doing so, they've essentially have made it nearly impossible for anyone that is not the United States or like the U.K. or China or like a first world country. They've made it impossible for them to really acquire vaccines, though good vaccines at least. And why that's a problem for everyone essentially is because... Uh, we're getting very lucky in a sense that the existing vaccine works on the different variants that have occurred so far with COVID-19. There's somewhere like 20, 25 different variants, but the most predominant ones that are like the, the scary ones are the Brazilian one, the South African one, and um, the UK variants are like the three popular ones right now that are kind of, they, they increase the 
transmissibility of the disease, and they also, by doing so, by becoming more transmissible, they they have the potential of infecting more people. And if you're able to infect more people, you increase the odds of other people dying from the disease. Um, and secondly, if more people get infected, it gives the virus the opportunity to mutate. The only time a virus is able to mutate is when it's within a host. And while it's within the host and it's dividing and multiplying, uh, as of as anything multiplies, like as like your own cells multiply, they tend to kind of go through some restructuring where they lose some genetic information and or they gain new genetic information, and that sometimes can be a benign change where it doesn't affect the virus at all or your cells, or sometimes it could change in a way that's either beneficial or detrimental to the disease. Um, the mutations that occur that make this virus more transmissible or, or, or more contagious essentially occur because of the fact that the virus is constantly multiplying in, in, in the millions in a single person. And if it does that enough times within different people, it has the opportunity to change in a way where it gives it more powers, essentially. It mutates it in a way that gives it the ability to do other things that could potentially make it more lethal or even make it that much more transmissible to other people. And we've been getting very lucky in the sense that the current vaccines that we are using at the moment are able to work against those other variants that are looming out there right now. But the the fear is that eventually this virus can mutate in such a way that the vaccine doesn't work anymore on it. Maybe it changes the protein spikes on its outer shell, and those protein spikes that essentially this vaccine is helping you make to help your immune system learn those protein spikes so that when it does see something with those protein spikes on it, it knows to attack it and acquire like to, to pretty much gobble it up before it could become anything. Well, this virus essentially could in theory change those pro- that protein signature on its outer shell, rendering the vaccine completely useless. It would only work on, you know, the viruses that are, are using the existing protein spikes that are, are programmed into these vaccines. And so if a virus is able to change that, essentially the vaccine you have would not work anymore. It, it wouldn't do anything. It, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't do anything. And so that's why they're talking about having to do these like yearly boosters to kind of essentially re-educate your immune system in case the the virus does change in such a way that would require you to get a booster. But the more and more that we we hoard all these vaccines, we allow other foreign countries to kind of, um, and if other countries can't uh, vaccinate their their citizens, we give this disease more opportunities to infect more and more people. And yes, it's not Americans, but by infecting other people, it gives the virus another means to possibly mutate and then come back to the States because we're allowing traveling again and, and everything of that nature. And all it takes is one sick person with a with a mutated COVID nineteen va- uh, virus that essentially has a different spike protein on its outer shell to come back to the states and start slowly infecting people again, and there would be nothing we could do about it. I mean, essentially, they could make a new mRNA vaccine and it would be quickly rolled out, and but by then you would already be talking about you know thousands and thousands of people getting reinfected with a new variant of COVID nineteen which is scary technically. And so more of a reason why we should not be hoarding all these vaccines like we are currently at the moment 
than instead be t- giving away the extra stockpiles that we have to other countries that definitely need them at the moment. The scary one right now is India. India is scaring the shit out of me because right now India, for a while they were doing fine, but all of a sudden in the last couple of weeks, they've been just hammered by COVID-19. So much so that like all their hospitals are like near capacity. And we're talking about a, a country with a population far greater than any other country in the world, including China's. Like them and China have remotely about the same population, around like 1.4 billion people live in India. That is insanity. That's like four times America's size. And, um, you know, they're, they're starting to get more. And since they're more population, they have more density of people. It's easy for this virus to infect other people because there's more and more people hanging out. It's like a New York city everywhere, essentially. And so it makes it easy for this disease to spread around to different people. And we all know what happens when that happens this disease has a higher chance to mutate. And so far there's no been reported cases on like new variants that are coming out of India that are like to be concerned about, but it's just a matter of time before something like that could potentially happen. And the scary thing is, is that they're claiming that so many people are getting COVID-19 in India that without vaccinating the, the population there, that the country of India should acquire some level of herd immunity by like, july august time period that means so many people are getting infected in india that it's going to be to the point where essentially you've already gotten COVID 19 and if you fought in it you're going to be fine for a little bit and that's sad and again that's that's scary because in the sense that that gives that virus and that's just one country let alone like other countries other poor countries that don't have access to, and India definitely has the money to pay for it. It's just that I don't think they have the infrastructure. They don't have the means to really roll out the vaccines to rural areas of India. It would really only like be the big, big cities of India, like Mumbai and other areas. But um, it's it's definitely something to be concerned about. And I think any epidemiologist or virologist is definitely looking heavily into these variants to see and make sure that you know, it's nothing to be concerned about. And hopefully this vaccine does work out in a way that it just somehow works on all these new variants because the virus just doesn't evolve in such a way that it creates a new form of protein spikes. But if it does, everything that we've gone through so far, everything that I like, everything that's made me feel safe so far after getting my two vaccine dosages will just be completely wasted. And so we really need to take the time to invest in these other countries and make sure that we completely eradicate the disease, not just in one country, but everywhere around the world. Or the other crazy thing that America could do is just to shut off travel to all international countries for the next year, which I know America's not willing to do. And so because of that, we need to take this serious and we need to start giving out dosages of vaccines to other countries that definitely can't afford to have them. But you know, that's just another thing that rich people are hoarding. Vaccines, like America's super rich. It's hoarding vaccines. We're, like everyone's hoarding microprocessors. Everyone's hoarding rental cars, houses. It's just, it's toilet paper 2021. It's, you know, like what the nonsense that people were going through in 2021. People were buying all the stockpiles of toilet paper because they felt like they were going to need, of all things, Masses amount of toilet paper in our household. I, I'll still to this day never understand that. But um, 
I don't think it's going to be something that affects me personally, but it's something that you should be empathetic about and, and to think uh, open mind or have an open minded perspective about when it comes to like thinking of outside of yourself, like not just thinking, oh, this is probably not going to affect me. Probably not, but there's no guarantee of that. But just because it's not going to affect you doesn't mean that it's not going to affect the whole world. And if it if it's something that can affect the whole world, potentially one day it's going to affect you. So you should care and you should throw some empathy at this problem. But either way, as always, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. And I will catch you guys mañana. Peace. <laughs>